0: Hello principals and welcome to the NAESP principal podcast. My name is Rachel George. I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow.
1: And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center with Rachel.
0: So, hey, Adam and I are just always so excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast, so we can talk about real ideas with amazing principals, amazing leaders, amazing, amazing educators to really truly help make your leadership stronger and more innovative.
1: Our guest today is somebody I've known for over ten years. When I was an assistant principal, uh, our guest Ryan Sheehy was actually a PE teacher at the school. I know, super small world, only for a couple of months. And then Ryan transferred out. There was different sections and it was a big district. Um, and uh, someone I've known for a long time, been on the journey of Ryan writing his first book and actually wrote the forward of that first book. And uh, just super excited to have Ryan on. Former teacher, high school assistant principal. That's a whole nother episode. Stories from a high school assistant principal, uh, elementary principal, and now a director of human resources. Ryan, welcome to the podcast, buddy.
2: Hey, hey, Thank you so much for having me on, and I, I'm super excited to be here and excited to talk about all things uh, human resources.
0: So, to, yeah, I'm going to have to interrupt you though, Adam, because that intro was not one I was expecting. Did you did you say that Ryan was in your building for like two months and then transferred out? Yeah, so like a I was in. Right I was there? in the. Sense- <laughs>
1: I was an assistant. No. So Ryan was a PE teacher. And, um, you know, it was like I, you did. Obviously, this is your story, but like they had to move you for sections because of kids and enrollment. And you went to the high school or something. I mean, you taught like at twenty seven schools <laughs> in your in your not, career. Right. I mean, didn't you not not twenty seven. But I started off my career as an
2: elementary te- uh, physical education teacher where I taught at six different schools uh, each and every week. And then I transferred down into the district where Adam was. And it was really nice because I only worked at three different schools. And I worked at elementary in the morning and then high school in the afternoon. And so one of the schools that I was at was um, where Adam was an assistant principal. And then the district decided, hey, you know what? Rather than having everybody travel, let's move everybody to individual school sites. And so that's so I did work with Adam for ch- such a short time. Um, and I remember, you know, right after I got, I got transferred. We actually were running a half marathon and I ran into Adam and his wife uh, pushing the kids in a stroller and we were able to reconnect a little bit. And so, yeah, lots of good times and lots of memories
1: for sure. Yeah, I I passed Ryan on a half marathon (laughs) pushing my daughter in the jogger, but that's for but, hey, but, as well.
2: but that hey, that just means though that I was beating you at some point. <laughs> so and I'm
0: sure Adam maybe tripped you too, right? I'm sure that contributed you know, well, to sure, it. I, you know,
2: I'm pretty sure, yeah, there was kicking out of the seat or something like that. You know, I do. and it was <laughs> and he did he didn't pass me right at the start line either. We were a couple miles in because I not remember exactly where it was. So um I do think that speaking that I speaking
1: I, of just, Speaking of tripping, Ryan was supposed to run a marathon with me, and he tripped down his brand new stairs at his brand new house, compound fracture, broke his tibia, fibia legs, screws, out of work for three months. So we could talk about Ryan Sheehy and Adam welcome stories all night long, <laughs> Rachel. Ryan and I have known each other okay, for a long time, taken. and we know yeah, each other yeah. really well. Let's get into the podcast. Ryan, before we talk about teacher recruitment, I think something that actually is missed a lot is teacher retention, keeping the people that we already have? Because as you know, as an HR person, as the three of us, as former, former principals, it's hard to find and train and build the culture and all that stuff. What advice would you give to other school leaders on how to keep the teachers and educators that they currently have?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, re- teacher retention is such a huge thing and educator retention. I mean, we look at it now, especially you know, amidst amid the uh, great resignation where, you know, there's so many different various job openings across the country and all these different positions. And I think first and foremost, we have to treat people with respect, right? And it's just like when we're in the building, when, when we are uh, principals in the building, we want to make sure that our staff are treated with respect. It's the same thing as a, from a district point of view. Let's take a look and let's see, hey, how are we treating our employees? Are they feeling valued? Are they feeling respected? And what, are, what, are, what, are they, what can we offer them? And what can we and give to them as a benefit? You know, obviously the first thing that comes to mind always is money. You know, that's the first thing that people always say. Um, yeah, money is nice, but it's not everything. And, and as you talk with educators and as you talk with, um, with people across the country, they also recognize that, yeah, money is great, but unless you feel valued, you don't want to be part of that. And so that value piece, how can we show, showcase, everyone's value that we have in their district. I, you know, I'm the director of human resources for a fairly large district where we have about 5,000 employees, right? And so from a district's point of view, how can I ensure that those people feel valued? I'm going around, I'm working with my site administrators, making sure that they're reaching out to their employees, thanking them for what they're doing, showing them um, the value that they bring to the company. But then I'm also looking and saying, okay, hey, what kind of professional development are we bringing to our people? And that's not, not just to our teachers, that's to our classified staff. Tomorrow's a staff development day. I'm providing um, professional development to all our special education assistants. We have about 170 of them signed up to come in on a day off where they don't have to come, but we're providing that service to them. We're giving them an opportunity, to come in and continue that learning. That's one of the great ways to, to retain people is by showing them value and helping them continue to be better.
0: You know, when you were talking, it made me think of the book drive by Daniel pink, um, talking about the valued autonomy, really meeting their basic needs. So really, really good stuff. There's a lot of those different pieces that you have at play. So that's awesome. Okay. So what if you're not in HR and you're at a building level and you're like, man, I can't give extra money. I can't like, I can show appreciation, but what would you recommend that's kind of within the wheelhouse of that building leader?
2: Yeah, so the building leader, I would just say, you know, get it pop, doing, pop it into classrooms. I was a big fan of those handwritten notes, right, C- coming in and saying, hey, you know what, this is what I saw today. This is what I really appreciated about you as an individual. I set those calendar reminders on my, on my work calendar, like, hey, I need to make sure that I'm showing appreciation. I I've always felt like a leader that I was doing that but then I was reminded by a couple of staff members that they didn't necessarily feel that way. And so I made sure that I hit that with every single employee that was in my building, whether that was our food service, our custodian, our teacher, didn't matter. I wanted to show that appreciation. Also working with our community, showcasing what we were doing in our building and making sure that our community had the opportunity to see that. And then they would be able to take that and showcase that, showing others what that means. I remember one time uh, I was walking around the campus in the summer, and I took a picture of our rooms being cleaned, and one of the rooms had just been freshly waxed, and my nighttime custodian came to me. She was so stoked because that tweet had been retweeted on our district page, and when she went to the district website, she saw me thanking the custodians for doing an awesome job, and it's those little things. And it's those little things, if you're talking from the building or from the district level, looking for ways to show that appreciation to our people. Like I said, it's not all about money. It's not all about money. It's about creating that culture of showcasing the wonderful talents that our staff do have. Because no matter where you look in education, there's some amazing things happening. And it's just, we need to to showcase those. I love
0: that. That's one of the things that I admire about you, um, And then I loved watching a New Year Building principle about how you really brand and celebrate those moments and you celebrate your staff. So speaking of creating that culture, it's fantastic we create it in the building, but we got to get the staff in to fill those spots. Like when they're open, right? Like get that special ed teacher or get that um you know, this is NAASP, so like we don't really have high school chemistry or AP classes that are super hard to fill at the high school level, but we have science jobs and, you know, middle school math, which are hard to find, or maybe that intervention specialist or Title One teacher. So what advice would you give for leaders at the site level and also the district when it comes to recruitment?
2: Yeah, so recruitment, I mean, it's key. I know that anywhere, any store that you go walk into these days has a hiring Hiring now, a uh, sign on it, right? So we're all looking for different people. We're all looking for people with different skill set, and so it's really tapping into the different avenues. I know this year we we hit it hard with various channels of how we can recruit. One of the things that I love that we did was um, too often, you know, our, our news media outlets they cover so many different negative things that happen in schools. Well, what I did is I came into my position in July and I sent out messages to all the news media outlets and said, hey, we're hiring, come do a story on us. And so um, I was having, I'm was i having uh, news outlets text me, call me. We set up so many interviews over the summer that we were able to talk about the amazing things that were happening in our district and happening in our buildings. And they helped me get the word out about hiring. And to this day, I've maintained those relationships with them. I have people from, the, from Fox News, from CBS, that are texting me when things are happening hey can we come in can we come and interview you absolutely let's use the media for positive things to get the word out about education about get, filling those positions one of the things we did we partnered with our local movie uh, movie theater we ran pre-movie ads every every movie for the month leading up to school to see if we could fill fill those positions we know that our biggest asset are our community we know that our community are the ones that want our schools to succeed. I send out personal emails to, to community members, to families across our schools, and I have principals do the same thing. So if you have a hard to fill new supervisor position, IA assistant position, we set, have principals send that out to our parent community because I know right now, and especially recently, those gas prices are going up through the roof. And so if we can find people jobs in the community that they live in, that's a positive. We hit Facebook ads this year. We have. I know that I use Facebook ads personally when I'm when I'm using for my media and branding for my own thing. And I said, hey, how can we take that and flip it and use that? And so everything we do, we track. I'm a big return on investment guy. I don't do anything unless I can run analytics to see, hey, what is that paying off? And are we going to use that avenue again? So we um, we ran tons of Facebook ads this year for different positions. I, I know that different positions are hot in different markets. One of, one of the conversations that I had with a, with a colleague was, hey, Craigslist, do we go Craigslist? I was kind of like, hey, you know what? I don't think Craigslist is necessarily the route to go these days. Let's put more money into Instagram ads and Facebook ads. And he was like, well, hey, we have this subset of jobs that I think this market is here. And so we used using a, a, a brand link, a brandly link where we could track how I mean, we threw it out there. And you know, what? I was surprised. We had a large people, a large amount of people hit, come in through that Craigslist. And then we look at Instagram and Facebook. It's we're able to track those different things. Um, and it is, it is all about branding, right? We want to brand our schools and we want to brand our district because the more that we're out there and the more that people know who we are, the likelihood, the more likelihood of people are going to apply to that. And it, it takes one thing to get people to recruit them, to get them to even look at our district and make sure, look at our website, but then we got to hook them, right? And so we got to look at that customer service from an HR standpoint is yeah they're interested today but if we sit on their application and we don't act on it are they going to be interested in a week they're not because there's tons of people knocking down the doors right now to get them in and so that timeliness piece of it and i think that's something that every school district can probably work on and streamline to make sure that they're doing that and i know for me i'm a, i'm in a, in a spot right now where i'm taking a look at our application process and i want to digitize that and i want to get more technology pieces into it because we're also in a spot too where in education, and I know this is not the case in every district, but it is the case in a lot of the districts that I've worked in, is that not everybody has the technology skills that I want. And you know what? It's 2022, and it's time to make sure that they do have those skills in order to come into our, into our schools, into our system. And so we're doing a lot more of uh, video applications. We're throwing in some different uh, questions that they have to answer. They have to be able to do in different skill sets. So we are getting the right people into the positions um, and the right people in front of our students each and every day.
1: Yeah, I love that you talked about being on the news because, dude, you would like text me literally every three hours. Hey, turn on channel channel seven or hey, hey, go to this Facebook page and you were doing this. you know. And as you're as you're retelling those stories, Ryan, I'm going to surmise, let's say something negative happens because, you know, districts go through this. I'm going to surmise when you have those relationships because you reached out and they came out. I'm going to guess that those news reporters and those newscasters, they may call you ahead of time and say, Hey, Ryan, Hey district. Cause they know you, you've connected, you've given them your time. And they're going to say, Hey, we're thinking about running this story. Is this what's going on? Can you give us some information? And that's like, they're supporting you because then there's not a negative thing out there that may not even be true or they get like a little slice of it. It just goes back to, take time and build relationships with people, even the news reporters, especially the news reporters. And if you're in a big urban area like we are, or if you're in, if in, a, in a more rural area, call the radio stations, You know, call the people that have these like Facebook radio things going on because it's all gonna connect um, on some level. So you've just made the jump. This is your first year at district office. Uh, I remember my first year when I went to district office was your first year at the, as a principal. So now I'm kind of yeah. seeing you
0: yeah. kind
1: of go through all this. Um, now, it's a different environment being away from the school site. Is it is it what you thought it would be? What has surprised you the most? Because you went from having 30 principal colleagues and now, you know, you're in HR and there's directors and assistants, Supes, but it's a definitely a different dynamic. What are your uh, what are your thoughts about six months going in?
2: Yeah, no, so it's definitely, definitely a different thing. And it's one of those, one of those, um, I would say that the biggest thing for me was getting away from students, right? And I knew that that was going to be the hardest thing. And that's what people kept on saying. People kept on saying, are you really going to be able to handle it? I was at a point where I needed, a, I needed a new challenge. I needed something, something different. I, I absolutely loved my job but it was time for something different. And so this this role has definitely uh, given me something different, has definitely provided me a new challenge that uh, has reinvigorated my my passion for education, because now I'm all about putting the right people in the right positions to make things move and make things happen. We're a large district, we're 50 plus schools, um, and, you know, I remember uh, through the interview process, I kept on, kept on talking about how you need, to get, you need to be able to get out to schools, right? You need to still be able to stay in touch. And everybody's like, yeah, but the job is too big. Well, that's what people said when I was a principal, too. They said the job was too big to, to get into classrooms each and every day. Well, guess what? You just take your work and you move it. You move your location, right? And so you get out there. And so that, that's been one of the things for me is to get out to, to sites more. Now, do I get out to sites as much as possible? Uh, yes. Is that as frequent as I'd like to be? No, right, and so there are a lot of different uh, obligations that I have, and you know, now that, I, that I'm in the director position, I want to make sure that I am the right person in my organization to bring everything together, and so that takes a lot of time building relationships at our district office. We have many different departments. We're not all housed in the same building even. We have uh, three or four different buildings across the district where our our directors um, house. And so I, I make, make my time to go around and have those conversations because I know that not, I'm not gonna be able to be successful in HR unless everybody is strong in every single department in our district. And everybody is strong in every single one of the leadership positions across the district because we're, we're, we need each other to be successful. And so I think that, that taking that time has been key, and it's been just a different magnitude from when I was a principal. I know my my first week on the job as a principal. I set up uh, Pete's coffee dates with every single one of my teachers, and I asked three questions. And none of the questions I asked had anything to do with student or with students or school. It was all personal questions. Just to get to know them, because when I get to know individuals on a personal note, then I understand why they do what they do. And I've taken that same approach into the district office. Unfortunately, I haven't had the time to have a, a peace coffee date with every single person, but I have been able to have those conversations. And those conversations are vital because I, when I need something, now I can reach out and call somebody and be like, hey, this is what I need. Can you get that for me? And we, and I'll tell you right now, when you have a positive relationship with someone, you're going to get that, those materials on a much quicker basis. And in HR, time is key because I want to make sure that I can reach out to my bargaining units, my bargaining partners, Quick, because that's low-hanging fruit to keep people happy, and when we keep people happy, that makes sure that our students are able to be uh, served at the, uh, with the highest quality of education each and every day.
0: Love it! I feel like I already written down a million notes from what you have shared yeah. today. So thank you. Okay, so speaking of your new position and the new dynamics, it's kind of weird to go from like thirty colleagues, right, to just a, a yeah. different handful. So tell us a little bit about that role dynamic and also how you've been able to build some connections to either people in your district or other people to really help support you because we all know our PLN is just imperative to help making us be successful. So what are your thoughts? What are your tips?
2: Yeah. So, you know, it, at first I was like, okay, when I move into this role, how is this going to be? Because I, I was one of 30 elementary principals prior to that. I, you know, I know the middle school principals. I know the high school vice principals coming from the high school BP rank prior A lot of those were my colleagues at that time as well, and so, okay, how is that going to work now going into this role where I might have to have some interesting conversations with with them and and be able to do that, and it's turned out to be amazing because they have somebody in the district office that they can reach out to, and they can confide in and say, hey, okay, hey, I know you're a safe person to ask this question to. We've had a lot of turnover. We've had a lot of turnover in our leadership positions where um, there aren't, I can't even think of a director right now that came from a principal position in the last couple of years. And so I'm able to provide that for them. I'm able to, hey, I walked in your shoes just last year. I totally get it. Now let's walk through this and see, okay, this is how I would have handled it at a site. And now knowing the, different, the, the larger umbrella of information that I do, this is how I navigate it. I get calls on a, on a daily basis from principals, middle school, high school, and elementary, just picking my brain and saying, hey, how would, how would we run with this? Um, cause not, we don't, I know as a principal, I didn't always feel comfortable calling people that I didn't know down at the district office and, and I'm able to provide that to them. They, they know who I am. They know what I stand for. They know what I believe in. And, uh, I'm going to do my best to, to provide that service for them. Cause that's my job.
1: Yeah. dude, I feel like we could talk to you all night. If you haven't followed Ryan yet, go to Twitter at she, S H E E H Y R W. Ryan's got an awesome website, ryanshihi.us. Um, It probably won't be linked in the show notes. We don't handle the show notes, but just RyanShihi.us. Ryan um, is an amazing speaker. If you need like a back-to-school speaker, professional development, you name it. Ryan has done so many jobs. Also, dude, like one of my favorite books out there, uh, Dave Burgess Consulting. It's Be the One for Kids. Just go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, type in Be the One for Kids or Ryan Sheehy. Um, Absolutely awesome. Like I said, I wrote the foreword. Um, we have no more questions, but I just want I just want to like close us out, Ryan. I mean, like you're one of my best friends in the world, um, and I just love all that you all that you do for educators. and I often find myself being pessimistic about things. And I always know, no, I, I am and, and and you know that about me, and mm-hmm. I call myself a realist. And Ryan's always just so positive. like no matter what is going down, Ryan's so positive, dude. So no more questions, close us out. What do you have to tell all the people across this country, NASP members, anybody that's just coming across this podcast that that need a lift up because there's a lot happening, not just in our schools, not just in our country, but all over our world right now. Um, man, just give us something positive, dude. So you, you always do that for me.
2: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No, I think, it, you know, there are, this this is a crazy time. I know my wife and I were texting each other last night. Like the world is crazy right now and it's scary, right? And and it's one of those things that we have to take a look and look around us and see all the positive and amazing things that are happening. Because no matter where we look, we look to the left, we look to the right, there's something amazing happening. And I think this is the time where we need to look to each other and we need to make sure that we have a strong team around us. Because the, those people that we surround ourselves with are gonna be the people that are gonna lift us up in these scary and these crazy times. And making sure that you have those people and not all of us know those people off the top of our head. And if you don't know those people, I'm gonna tell you right now, Adam, Rachel, myself, we wanna be those people for you. We will be those people for you. And if you need to have a conversation, reach out to any of us because we're there for you because truly we want education to be the best and we want you to be your best for kids each and every day. And we believe in you. And I know that we're all in this together, and I know that you deserve the best, and when you get the best, you're able to provide that for your students, and leadership is key. And uh, I just want to thank Rachel and Adam so much for having me on tonight to talk a little bit, HR, and if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me, and I'd be happy to help.
1: Ryan, my friend, thank you for coming on. Everybody listening, if you have not signed up for the NAESP conference in Louisville this summer, it is in mid-July. Louisville is a fun town. Go to nasp.org, sign up. Be sure to follow Ryan Shihirw, Be the one for kids, Ryan ryansheehy.us. Rachel, Ryan, thanks so much. Everybody listening, have an amazing day.